per diems? What are per diems? How do you pronounce per diem? And what is a per diem in the workplace are common searches throughout the year. People also want to know if companies have to offer per diems and why companies offer per diems in the first place. In this fast-paced episode, we are going to answer all these questions. Stick around until the end when we address the question of why companies might want to use per diems. The explanation might surprise you. Okay, guys, let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer from AP Now, the place where you go for all the latest business intelligence you need if you work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and or payment function. All right, per diem comes from the Latin and its literal translation means per day. Those two years of Latin are finally paying off. It took long enough, but I digress. The term has come to be used in the expense reporting world to refer to the flat amount of money that can be given to an employee to cover travel-related expenses. But to be clear, you can't just give any amount of per diem that you'd like. It should come as no surprise to you to learn that the IRS has very precise rules around uses of per diems, what you can use and what you can't. But before we get to a quick overview of them, be aware that companies do not have to offer per diems. Some choose to, but many choose not to. The AP Now statistics from our surveys show that about less than 20% of companies use per diems. All right. Now, as we indicated, per diems are a daily rate used by some companies to reimburse their employees for company travel. The rates are issued each fall by the GSA and go into effect on October 1st. So it runs October 1st through September 30th. I know, God forbid we did everything the same. All right. These rates are published to be used by U.S. government agencies to reimburse government employees. Companies may also choose to use them as well. But again, keep in mind, they are not required to do so. They may use something lower. And again, according to AP Now survey statistics, about 20% of all entities out there do offer something lower. Typically, these are not-for-profits and smaller entities. If you have used something higher, there are all sorts of complicated accounting you'll have to do, and you could end up triggering a taxable fringe benefit situation. So it is generally advised that you don't do this. And of course, your employees are not going to be thrilled with you if they start getting charged taxes on these reimbursements. All right, enough about that. We're not really here to talk about taxes. So per diems are broken into two categories, lodging and what's called M&I. M&I stands for meals and incidentals. Most organizations who use per diems will use the M&I portion, but not the lodging. That's because people complain that the lodging numbers are too low. I'm not going to comment on that. Okay, you can check the GSA website for precise numbers. Just remember, they change every year. Okay, so when you get for the current year, you need to make sure you update that moving forward. So what's your opinion on per diems? As I said, people either love them or hate them. Let us know in the comments below. Now, before we get to the big advantage to your company for using per diems, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up. 
We produce new content for this channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payments and accounts payable issues, and Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. Now, reviewing expense reports and monitoring them for policy and IRS compliance is a manual task. Well, it doesn't have to be manual, but it's a little nitty-gritty task that takes a lot of people power. While this is a necessary task, it is not necessarily a good use of your limited staff resources. Now, there are some online tools that will do it for you, but it seems like everyone has additional special projects that they'd love to get done, only they don't have the human resources. So with per diems, your staff doesn't have to spend time reviewing receipts and tracking them down when they're missing. So you may be able to free up a little bit of staff time if you go the per diem route. Now, there's another concern here, if you will, or issue about not using per diems. Your staff who monitors expense reports and then they find an instance of noncompliance has to deal with the employee who submitted those noncompliant expenses. And they often have a rough time of it because the staffer is annoyed that they're not getting reimbursed. For what I might point out are sometimes absolutely ridiculous things that they spent money on. But anyway, that's another issue. And they frequently argue with the AP person charged with administering the expense reporting policy. This can lead to bad feelings and frayed relationships for the accounts payable department as a whole, and especially between that individual who had to tell the person, no, we're not reimbursing you for this. And it's, it's particularly annoying for the AP department since they don't set the policy, they just have to administer it. So by going the route of per diems, you remove these conversations. Nobody has to know, you know, what they had for dinner, what they spent the money on, etc. Now, while I laugh, and I suspect you will too, at some of the antics employees try on their expense reports, let's keep in mind that it's a serious issue. We recently did a video on these expense reporting shenanigans. You can watch it right now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in your show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your subscribes, your shares, and your comments. Good luck.